Hey everyone, welcome to Burn It Down and Leave. This week we watch The Batman, and I have my special guest here, Brad. How are you doing today? Actually, I am changing my name legally to I Am Vengeance. I have I Am Vengeance here on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, this we this is the new one with Robert Patterson. Is the is a Pattinson? Pattinson. Thank you, <laughs> Robert Pattinson as the Batman, and um, came out last week as a recording of this podcast. Um, so let's just jump right in. Let's jump in. I personally like this movie. I thought it was really good. What do you think? I feel like this is the best Batman movie we've gotten so far, going all the way back to, you know, Michael Keaton, going back to, you know, Adam West. This is by far the most, to me, the most, like the Batman I've always wanted. But with that being said... I felt like The Dark Knight was a better movie overall. I'm not saying Batman movie, but just a better movie in general. But The Batman is definitely by far my favorite Batman movie, if that makes sense. I can agree with you. I th- What really dro- drove me to liking this is he's a real detective in this movie. You can see, like, he does have some fantastical equipment, but he's using it to be a detective and not, like... Just be like, oh, well, I have this and this is how I solved it. No, like he still has to be like smart <laughs> and understand like what's happening. And I think this is the most detective he's ever been in any Batman live I, action movie. I definitely agree. I mean, there were some kind of uh, hints at it in The Dark Knight and kind of Batman Begins, like with the whole bullet uh, reconstruction scene and with Christian Bale. Um, you did get some of it in Batman 89 with uh, Michael Keaton having to like kind of deduce uh, how the, the the poison in the in the cosmetic products were killing people. But it was just very ancillary. It wasn't, you know, um, it, it wasn't like the heart and soul of the story. This was a murder mystery mm-hmm. that really, you know, definitely had the DNA of a seven in there. Yes. You know, like right down to like constantly raining in Gotham city, which kind of drew my attention on like, why is it always raining? <laughs> this was shot in Ireland, wasn't it? I can't, it was either great Britain or, or some, somewhere on the, uh, in great Britain. I'm not sure if it was Ireland or not, okay. but it definitely, it was shot, you know, yeah, there. this was the rainiest and nightest city there ever was. And that's, I mean, it fits perfectly. I, I agree. Um, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the penguin for a second here. Okay. The fact that that's Colin Farrell blows my mind. Yeah. (laughs) The makeup on that is insane. I thought that his portrayal was pretty good. He was just goofy enough that I believe that as a real person, but he wasn't like so goofy that it was like, haha, I'm making a joke a minute. He was just like a weird crime boss that isn't really the boss yet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a great, uh, you know, little hint as to what we're going to get. Uh, I just read that HBO is greenlit, uh, greenlit the Penguin TV series. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're going to get a whole probably we're probably going to get a story about what happens between this Batman movie. the movie and the next and the sequel. So the sequel, I, I'm assuming, will pick up with the Penguin, like where the Penguin leaves off in this TV series. So we have a lot to look forward to with him. So this uh, we're this is going to be spoilers. Obviously, everybody that listens to this knows. Um, what did you think? Because we're going to jump to the ending here. Because I just want to get this out of the way, if you okay. don't mind. The inclusion of the Joker as like the jail cell buddy. I loved it. You did. Yeah. Uh, even like, so my, I'm fine with the Joker, but what about the guy that played him? Yeah. I, I forgot his name, but he, I mean, what, do, you, do you remember? I don't remember his name. I don't know how to pronounce the, his name. He's the, um, <laughs> he's the dude that can control people's minds in, uh, in Eternals. Yes. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I know who he is. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked how they do it. Did, did it. You never got to see his face. It was, you know, a good way to wrap up the Riddler story mm-hmm. with, you know, like, you know, giving him hope that, you know, he can, he's going to get out. You know, Gotham love is a comeback story. You know, that was one of his lines. Right. And then he gave him like one of the Riddler's taglines is riddle me this. Yes. And we never heard that in the movie. And then at the very end, the, the Joker, or who we hope is the Joker, gives yeah. him that 
line, you know, riddle me this. So maybe we'll see that in the future. Well, how do you feel though about the potential of the sequel being the Joker right away? So I'm glad you brought that up. I do not think at all. The Joker is going to be in the sequel. Okay. I think if anything, they'll, it'll be like a, like a side story, like a very small, but it's setting up maybe a, in a third movie. Mm-hmm. But I do not think he is going to be the featured villain in the movie. I do have a prediction though. Do you want to hear it? Yes. All right. So in the movie, the reporter that uh, is going to expose Thomas and Martha Wayne's, you know, bad history, whatever. Sure. You know, they're, you know, Martha's parents, you know, murder, whatever. So this reporter was going to expose what happened. So Thomas Wayne goes to Carmine Falcone and says, you know, let's pay him hush money. Okay. So if anyone knows the comics, hush is a newer villain and, you know, and the name of the character hush, his last name is Elliot and the reporter, his name was Elliot. Okay. And the fact that they paired hush, like you see the word hush, like on the newspaper. Yeah. It's spray painted on there. You see that with, you know, the, the, the name Elliot, uh, which in the comics is Batman is Bruce Wayne's like best friend growing up. He's a doctor. So I don't know how they're going to uh, tie that in, but I definitely have a feeling hush will be like the main villain of the sequel. That's oh, my prediction. A lot of people thought that hush was going to be the villain for this movie, but I'm like glad- a misdirection with the Riddler. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't do that. Cause like everybody knows who the Riddler is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be hundred percent on board with hush for the sequel. Uh, of the, how did you like the Riddler in this? Good question. So I first saw the movie on March 1st with the IMAX, uh, screening sold out house. Great experience. Um, and as I'm watching it, um, I, I have to say like, he definitely did a great job, but I, for some reason I wasn't blown away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because like I was hyper focused on you know picking up like just noticing everything in the movie. Just I, I don't know why. I just I wasn't blown away. The whole interrogation scene in the prison I felt like was uh, you know like they did this already with the Joker, but whatever. Then I saw it again last night, and I have a newfound appreciation. I, I've kind of focused on his performance. Okay. And I I have to say I, I was the second viewing really did it for me in terms of his his portrayal. It was really good, completely different. He made it his own. Um yeah, I mean I was I, I liked it. I liked his performance. But again, it took me a second viewing to truly appreciate it. See, my problem I have like three problems with this movie. And it's, I liked, I'm fine with the Riddler not being question mark costume and being crate, like, you know, like that. I like, I like that they went with like a darker, more like he's a masked man like thing and he's doing darker riddles instead of like funny, weird riddles. What bothered me, and I'm glad that you brought up the prison thing, is basically he flips from being like a dark, menacing dude to like almost Joker esque. Yeah. Uh, weird laughy man in the prison and he starts singing Ave Maria. But are you saying that that came off better in the second viewing? Yeah. Like after watching it again, like my first impression, I said this to uh, uh, a gentleman who's also sometimes on your podcast, Matt Hemke, who, uh, you know, we went to go see it in the premiere and I said to him after the movie was over, like, I felt like he tried to ham it up a little bit too Mm -hmm. much in that scene. Everything else was fine. And maybe that scene kind of took me out of the Riddler persona mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. It was just like, just didn't, it was just completely different. It like, it like fell off the cliff. Sorry about that. Just hit the <laughs> microphone. Uh, but then again, seeing it again, you can kind of see how it happens. Like, so for me, what I, what I noticed the second time around is the Riddler is very cerebral. Like everything is mental with like, you know, right. figure, like making these puzzles, like putting like even his crimes, like putting pieces of a puzzle together. And not only is he putting pieces of a puzzle together, it's a huge riddle that he's giving little pieces of the riddle to you to exactly. try to figure out the whole story of it, which I thought was interesting. Exactly. So he had everything played out in his head. Then 
in the towards in the, like the middle of that interrogation scene, right before he like flies off the handle, you know, he's realizing that things aren't going the way he had planned, and mm-hmm. that doesn't compute with him in his brain and kind of set him on even more of a mental psychotic break, which made him kind of fly off the handle. So I can kind of see why it happened and it, and it allowed me to accept it more, which is really funny that he funny in like the ironic sense, he is mad because he thought Batman and him were teaming up on this and he was wrong about that, but he wins. He essentially wins in this. Everything in his plan goes through other than like, I guess, no. What part of his plan didn't win? He didn't well, kill the, everybody uh, in that building? <laughs> well, the the end game, like his, everything leading up to the end game, like what he wanted, like when everything was said and done, that didn't happen. Everything mm-hmm. leading up to that did, like the blowing up the seawalls, getting everyone into the, the, the garden, and then the shooters were foiled, like his goons. Right were foiled at the end. Like, yes, they caused a lot of havoc, mayhem, but no one was really assassinated. They did shoot the mayor, but she didn't die. Right. So like at the end, he saved the day. Batman saved the day and foiled the ultimate goal of the Riddler. But But everything at the same time, he didn't save. Yeah, you're right. And I didn't think about that. I was like, well, he still blew up the walls and flooded the city and like kind of messed up everything up. But you're right. He was his ultimate goal was to assassinate the politicians. Yeah, and like and, shoot everyone in the in the thing. Right. So you're right. So he, Batman does win in the end, but he's it's a small victory in the grand scheme of like how much damage was done. Yeah, and the Riddler even is making fun of Batman because he's like, "You didn't figure it out yet." Yeah, like, <laughs> like I gave you all the clues from the very beginning, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, like he outsmarted him. Which is very much like old school Batman, like from mm-hmm. the like, like they know, like yeah, I'm laying this out for you. You're only, you're, but you're not going to figure out until you're not going to figure it out until you know it's almost too late. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, he had I, told I, the answer at the end, basically. Well, just the whole thing with the he had to rip up the carpet. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't put that. Like he didn't figure out that that carpeting tool, the Tucker, yeah, that you know, was a clue in and of itself. Exactly. It wasn't just a weapon. And I, so I really, really like that about it. I was like, even Batman isn't perfect. Like he thought he had all this clues. He thought he got to the goal, but then at the end, he still didn't get the ultimate goal. What did you think about when the Riddler is like Bruce Wayne? And that, I mean, it's interesting that you're saying that because, um, last night I went with my friend Jordan to see the movie and she kept like asking me, uh, does does the Riddler know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just just watch the movie, you'll see. Yeah. Like I don't want to tell you. So that was definitely like a, a good, like just that reaction with someone I was with, like kind of said like, yeah, this is a good way that they're handling it. Because I, when I first saw it, you were like, I oh my thought, god, <laughs> I thought he knew also, which kind of annoys me. Like I hate when the villain knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. Like it just shouldn't happen. Like like when Bane knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman, it just pissed me off. Because like only, it's just the only one that could know Bruce Wayne is Batman that I don't care if he knows is the Joker because he doesn't care either. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like I, you could be anybody. It doesn't matter. I, my whole goal is to like mess with you <laughs> like my whole thing with the batman is with, with batman in general it's almost like his secret his true knowing his true identity is like having kryptonite for superman mm-hmm. like it's it's the ultimate weapon against you know you can know superman is clark kent and you know yeah maybe he has to protect his loved ones a little more but if you know bruce wayne is batman batman is yeah like that's it yeah so they like i feel like that secret needs to be guarded a mm-hmm. lot. And then if you're going to make that part of the plot, it needs to be huge. So the fact that they didn't go there, but they I was very so happy. Close. Yeah. And, and even Batman's like, Oh God, but he played it well. Uh, Batman, he was like, didn't sell anything. He didn't make his face change in any way. Yep. But you saw it, like you see it running in through his, like mm-hmm. the way that they were like, just how the camera was working. Like you see Batman looking around, looking at the camera, people watching. Cause he, Batman thinks at this point that the Riddler knows that mm-hmm. he's Bruce Wayne. So I feel like in when I, as I'm watching it, what's going through Batman's mind is that how do I get in there and fucking silence him? 
And he's looking around to see, okay, like, is there something I can do to stop him from talking right now? And how great was that portrayed? He's got a almost full face mask on. Yeah. No words. That's incredible acting in that scene. Like, I really like that part. That was really good to me. So I have, I want to bring up two things. One, I forgot already. (laughs) But, um, so you look at all these Batman movies leading up into, to this one, the, the villain always has like, uh, a gluttony of goons Mm -hmm. that follow him. And you always wonder like, what is getting these goons to like follow this madman blindly or mad woman blindly to just do all these things. And this movie, like the Riddler didn't have any goons until the very end. And they really spell out how these goons start to follow the Riddler. Like, you know, they, they're following him on the internet. So I like how they showed you how, you know, people are going to follow, like why someone would follow a madman like that. And to even bring the point home for that, they had that man in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he ends up being one of the dudes on the the shooters. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, like you can get people to a cause if they believe enough in what you're doing or, you know, spreading enough information about it. Anybody will get to a point, right? So, yeah, I thought that was well executed. Um did the runtime bother you at all? Yes, but for two reasons. Um there was a lot of slow meandering a little bit that I thought could have, it was atmospheric, but I'm like, I get it. You can just kind of go ahead. And a lot of the dialogue is incredibly slow, but that was the Riddler's. He wasn't a fast speaker, but like commissioner Gordon was a very slow speaker. And I'm like, maybe they could talk in a normal human pace. You maybe, but that's not like, whatever that was the choice. But so this might make you, not agree with me a hundred percent. I thought that Catwoman was portrayed very well. I liked Zoe Kravitz in the role. I thought that she was in it too much. I don't think that she had a huge impact on what was going to go on and that she needed to be a huge chunk of the movie. I think of parts of her part could be taken out and it could have made this movie shorter. <laughs> I totally say, yeah, you're right. I totally disagree. Mm-hmm. For me, the cat uh, Zoe Zoe Kravitz was one of my favorite parts in, of the movie. Um, she was incredible. Like I blew 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 Michelle Pfeiffer and Hathaway out of the water. Mm-hmm. I loved her performance. Um, just her fighting style was awesome, and they gave her a character arc. Yes, which you know Anne Hathaway's Catwoman didn't have a character arc. She was just there. Like she did have a little bit of a story, but it was no like. There was no redemption, no art. Like it, there was just nothing there. This her Zoe Kravitz, her character, I, I just loved. I loved how they took. I don't. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Have you read the Long Halloween? I don't the comic? think so. So her, the story, like in the comic, the Long Halloween, Carmine Falcone is her is her father. Mm-hmm. So that was taken, pulled right out of the comic, and I like how they did that and turned it into you know this whole character arc you know she wanted to kill him she was gonna kill him but then batman kind of stopped her and saved her she had this redemption and now she's you know her story ended so i like how they they did that it was for me like i can sit in a batman movie for six hours yeah you know it's like you just give it give me more like i but that's just how i am i'm sure you know if you're a casual batman fan maybe you it would bother you but i just thought that like I have no, I, like I liked, I liked her. I liked everything she did. I just felt like maybe this might not have been for how long this movie is. It might not have been the movie to have her be like a second plot for the whole thing. Like maybe introduce her because of her friend missing, but like after that, you don't really need her for the rest of the movie. Other, but they had the Falcone thing, but they don't need that in this movie. Uh, for me, it's it worked. Like you have all these great actors, like. um Oh my God, my brain is not working. Uh, Ed Totoro, uh, no, t- uh, John, John Totoro, mm-hmm. like I, he was great as Carmine Falcone or whatever. Uh, I just loved how uh, how they just made that a more integral part of the movie. Like it just it just added more nuance to mm-hmm. the movie, and that uh, like I loved it. Well, as somebody that wants everything to be shorter, that's just my thing. Gotcha. But like, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, she was good. She's great. Everybody in this is great. Um, 
but and then so the ending kind of felt long to me but i don't remember why <laughs> but like i don't know i, I think I, there could have been about 15 to 20 minutes cut out that would just make the movie pacing a little better I, I i can agree with that there are definitely some scenes there that you know i want to talk about the ending in a, a, like a little later because sure like to me the ending said a lot mm-hmm. so and we'll, we'll uh, let's let's come back to that just don't let me forget okay i, I want to talk about the beginning and some other things that, and and how it happened throughout other parts of the movie when it first started n- not the riddler scene but right. after that didn't that remind you of the Watchmen? Um, it was slow motion. The, no, the vo- <laughs> no, the voiceover, the Rorschach. Oh yes, 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 voiceover. Yes. And, and also, I was like, "This is Batman talking," but I was like, "Is it Batman talking?" Because we just spent the first like five minutes or so with the Riddler. watching the Riddler. So that part and the the Ave Maria and all that. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm like, why am I starting this movie with like opera music and then like somebody looking in a window? It made sense further, but I was like, oh, I don't know. Is this what kind of movie I'm watching right now? Like, is it going to be like like a Joker artsy movie? Yeah, but, but then, then that changed when changes, Nirvana came it, on. It changes almost instantly. And I'm like, so I, even though I disliked how it starts, it does go into a good position. For me, the music and the score this is the best soundtrack ever like if this the soundtrack and the score like i don't know how to pronounce the guy's name who who did the 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 music if this isn't nominated for best score then there's problems unless something like five other phenomenal movies come right. out with a better score this has to get nominated yeah and it only has three songs in it yeah <laughs> and it's like amazing every yeah. single time just the different arrangements of the same few pieces are amazing it's genuinely it was thrill like the new Batman theme is like thrilling. Like it's very it's I really liked the I'm music. just glad it wasn't Hans Zimmer. No offense, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> that Batman be driving his Batmobile. Bah. By the way, the thank you for bringing that up. This is by far my favorite Batmobile. Really? Oh my god. Hell yeah. Like Oh, well, first of all, I'm a muscle car guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've had Camaros and uh, now I have a Charger. So the fact that they went full on muscle car loved it. And this was like more akin to Batman's first, like when they first, the Batmobile first came yes. out. Like this, this is what the Batmobile is supposed to be like. Don't get me wrong. I love the Tumblr. It was great. You know, the Batmobiles from, you know, the um, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, those they were are more good. fantastical. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, this, this one feels like a, I've been Batman for two years. This is my Batmobile that I've created. Exactly. Like and you can see one guy putting this fucking car, yeah. putting this car together and you, you can, know? and you can see like, and it's nice because you can see that he can progress to a more advanced vehicle if he really wants to, but for how long he's been doing it and it's got like the thrusters, it's got, it's basically a tank, but it's a muscle car. It's, it's a great car vehicle for this Batman and how long he's been doing it. So if he wants to build it up or whatever over time, you can see that at least this is like the foundation of like the vehicle he thinks is like intimidating and powerful. And I really like that scene where they introduce it. Oh yeah. That was, I was going to bring that up. Like all of a sudden, like out of the shadows, the the headlights, you Just hear it. You hear it. Yeah. It, Cause he, he, cause he's on the ground. He got shot. Right. Well, he gets shot, but then he gets up and runs away to go into the car right, while but the he penguin rev- is searching for him. But he revs. The, I, the, oh, so he's. I thought he was on the ground. He activated the Batmobile. No, he he he's on the ground. Then you don't see him. The cuts to the penguin, okay. and the penguin starts walking towards him. And says, "Hey, vengeance! You think you can get me?" So he's already like, in the car. He's, he had already. Like, okay. I mean, you don't see it. You assume okay. it. Okay. He, I don't. He didn't start it. Like he was in the car while Penguin's walking to the. Okay, because for because I'm like, what happened? Because this is what I was. This was weirdly bothering me. So now that you and you saw it twice, so you know for sure. I was like, well, like I said, you don't see it. Right. It's so, assumed because he gets shot. He's on the ground. Catwoman is getting shot at now by everybody. So I thought he remote started the car and he's like on the ground and he did that to distract them so he could get over there, but. He, I could not see him in any of the scenes between the car and the Catwoman. So yeah, he must have ran over there. Yeah. So yeah, that's even better because I'm like it stalls out, but he did that on purpose. So like, yeah, it makes sense. Just that whole that that car the car chase scene was phenomenal. Is mm-hmm. how it was shot. My favorite shot of the whole movie 
is when Penguin's car is flipped over and the Batman is walking by yeah. in front of the flames and you see it from the Penguin's perspective upside down. It, it was just just the the way this movie was shot, even from like when he's on the motorcycle, the camera's like behind him and in front of him and the camera's steady while he's like, it was just amazing how uh, the cinematography. Let's go back to the motorcycle in a second. Okay. Um, the penguin flipping over is also the best trailer thing in the world. That trailer and then the Batman logo comes and he's like upside down. It's red. I thought that was amazing yeah. for the trailer. Like that hooked me right then. I mean, yes, it was amazing for the trailer, but I kind of wish they like I didn't see it before I saw the movie. Right. But, you know, that definitely would get people mm-hmm. who wouldn't. Because it's not. Let's be clear on this. There's action in this movie, but it's like not sprinkled in. Yeah. It's a detective movie. It's like the Arkham games of like you played the Arkham games. Yeah. He is surrounded by some goons. He can get hit. He's not like invincible. Like so like he's not got all knowing full 360 degree vision. If he's punching like a goon, another one might hit him in the back. Yeah. It's not like the other ones where he's like flinging around and invincible. So like he can he can take a hit. He's just Batman and he's got the armor and all this stuff on. The motorcycle I think is the best way for him to show that him getting around and doing like daylight reconnaissance because he's just wearing a motorcycle helmet, driving his motorcycle. And he's not, very, uh, it's just a guy on a motorcycle yeah. and he's um, always got that backpack on. I'm assuming he's got the suit underneath his huge jacket that he's wearing and then whatever's in his backpack or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's genius. Cause yeah, he could just be at any moment be driving around that and nobody yep. would be suspecting that that's Batman. I really like that. Cause you never really see how he learns things, you know, yep. <laughs> without his giant surveillance satellite or whatever like he's got going on. <laughs> so going in to see the movie for the first time, I'm asking myself, all right, I wonder how they're going to handle, you know, Batman gliding around the city, mm-hmm. you know, like, is he going to, like, is his cape, like, how, how is he going to do it? And sure enough, they yep. answered the question. I loved how they did it. You know, how we brought, like, the wingsuit. Yeah. Like, like, the, he, like it's like a real takes, thing. I think he takes the cape and has zippers on it. Yeah. And he zips it up. And then he pulls, like, a lever and it fills it with air. And I like that a lot. I thought that was very realistic. However, I will slightly want it to be not realistic and be just the cape next well that's <laughs> but i have a feeling like because obviously he crash lands it didn't work really yeah, work gets, out that he great gets hit real hard on that I, one. I have a feeling because of that he'll tweak that mm-hmm. you know and he had that parachute that he shot yep. out so he could slow down because he's probably going like 100 miles yeah. an hour i i was like I, I like how this looks i really wish it was just the cape though because that's cool looking yeah um i like also that when he lands he doesn't have the cape on anymore because he had discards it to be not in this flight suit anymore. Yeah. And I thought that was a cool detail to show. Like he, it, every, everything he has on him is like a part of utility. So let's talk about two um, side characters. Sure. And their portrayal. what did you think of uh, Alfred? I, he, there was not enough of him for me to really, have a real strong feeling about him. I thought he was okay. He's not the best Alfred. I would say, I don't think he's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. He's probably bottom lab, probably the least favorite. I mean, I thought Michael Caine was like the perfect. I agree. Uh, you know, but I mean, he Andy circus wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but he was nothing kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of, so they, he, I don't know if you picked up on this, but they give you his kind of backstory of where he came from. Mm-hmm. He taught, he says, uh, you really have to be paying attention in order to get this. And I don't think I, I heard it the first time I saw the movie, but then the second time it clicked as to what he was talking about. So he's, Alfred is, you know, trying to work on the cipher, you know, with Bruce and he goes, yeah, I'm just reliving my days in the circus. Mm-hmm. So to me, I kind of, the first time I saw it, I took that literally. I'm like, what? Like what? Then the second time I saw it, I'm like, wait a minute. The circus is the British version of the CIA. Mm-hmm. They refer to it as the circus. So apparently he was a, a, a spy yeah, like a in secret. his former life. Mm-hmm. So, which was kind of cool. They get, you know, you get his, his backstory, which I liked. Um, yeah. Like he's not in it enough for me to, I, I feel like he'll be more fleshed out in the next one. Maybe I like that. I like what he does, but I even liked, um, what's his name? Irons. Who's the guy? Jeremy Irons. 
Yeah. I like Oh, his. yeah, yeah. I thought I liked his more too. I don't know. It's something about maybe I don't know, maybe he's too young looking. I don't know. It could be. I mean, you don't <laughs> usually you don't see an Alfred that's like jacked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it might be too it might have been too much, but I think it's there's nothing wrong with him yet. Like not to, like the Joker where I'm like the the 30 seconds from Mars got Joker. Uh what's his name? Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. Where I'm like, this is wrong. Wait, what did you call him? 30, <laughs> 30 seconds from Mars. He's the singer from the band. Oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, it's not like him where I'm like, this is wrong in every way and they can't save him. Yeah. Well, maybe you thought he was saved in the in the Snyder cut. I can't remember, but uh, whatever. Alfred yeah. was fine. I'm glad they didn't bring a Robin in this because one Robin would have to be a nine because this is a bit the youngest Batman on screen, I would say. Yeah. He's like, like 25, right? Something like that. I mean, it's, I can't, I don't remember. I don't think they ever tell, they ever tell you his name. I mean, his age, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely has to be in his twenties. Yeah. I mean, he looked at, they made him look really young mm-hmm. in that, like with his hair, just in general, like they made him look young. Let's talk about Batman himself. Pattinson. Emo Batman. That's his name. Pattinson, right? Yeah. Robert Pattinson. I really liked him. He's my favorite Batman. Okay. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, he doesn't change his voice when he's talking because why would he? Yeah. <laughs> he's Batman. He's clearly at the point in the Batman journey where he is. Well, the story, moral of the story basically is that he is mostly trying to be all fear and no friend. So he's trying to scare everybody into everything. And that's. He's more worried, more focused on being terrifying. Than, That's re- so we're treading on the yeah, ending soon. I don't want to say yeah, that. So yet. Let's we'll come back. Let's mm-hmm. circle back around to that. But um, so you can see, like he doesn't care about how he looks. He doesn't care about like as as Bruce Wayne. He just, he's just like I'm. I'm Batman, 100, percent and I like everything else is aside, and I don't care about like how it looks to everyone else that I'm like a scrub, yeah. <laughs> like in real life. But it's like. So then when not to, but I think maybe in the next movie, he'll like clean up a little bit because maybe he wants to be to show more of a different side of Bruce Wayne, you know, maybe Well, we really didn't get the playboy Bruce Wayne in this movie, so that's which was I'm, fine with me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's just at that point in this movie where he doesn't think there's a need to have a Bruce Wayne that is in the spotlight is somebody that can also be a tool for good. Yeah. He just is like, my Bruce Wayne, this is not, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a fund. <laughs> so maybe he will, he, I feel like he learned by the end of this, like maybe he does have a use for his alter ego, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he'll be cleaned up a little bit in the next one. Was there a, a Wayne Manor? No, I think they lived in the tower. The tower. And yeah. I don't think they had a bat cave. Well, they had the Batcave. You see him go down into the... Well, I mean... But that, you, wasn't that under Wayne Tower? It was under Wayne Tower. That's okay. where the Batcave is. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it was a Batcave. Like, they were, they were bats. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, forgot. Because um, I'm like, there's got to be bat poop everywhere in here. <laughs> but it was just weird how there was no Wayne Manor. Like, why? Like, they didn't even allude to it. Like, you didn't see it. Like, True. So, he lived in that tower. It was weird. Like, Well, ooh. doesn't it get blown up in this? Uh, where he lived? When? Uh, the Riddler sends a package to Bruce Wayne. That's in Wayne Tower. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe. Well, in no, ne- just one room. Okay. So Got maybe it. in the next one, he'll they'll go to the manor or whatever. I don't know. But they, I like that he's no mansion. I like. Well, he doesn't live there. We don't know why. Yeah. But I like that he was in the tower because it's like in the center of Gotham. It's way faster to get around than well, driving we, from the sticks to like. It's just like the Dark Knight. Like he lived in the tower. He lived in Wayne Tower. Or a penthouse somewhere. Yeah. You know. But he lived there because the band never got exposed. Yeah, no, I know why. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. was, you know, we had that. It's, it's not and like his, never and seen his, this before. And his, uh, what's it called? His back cave was just like a storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the entrance was a storage yeah. unit. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, whatever. Um, I thought his portrayal was really good. His costume, I liked. It was very real looking. Yeah. Realistic. It was a little like, clearly he made it. Himself. He didn't have the like he had like homemade gauntlets, mm-hmm. but Batman typically has you know the gauntlets with the little things the sticking out, the them. blades or whatever, so he can like catch knives. Yeah, and stuff. I and mean, he, but, 
Go ahead. No, but I, I mean, I like, you, know, you can tell, like he put something on his arms to, mm -hmm. to like kind of block a blade of some kind. He, and if you notice as the movie progresses, whenever he is having a trouble with something and sees that he needs additional help, he either puts more armor on certain spots of his suit, or he has like an, an other piece of equipment that he Wait, puts on. Wait, you notice this? He, so at one point he needed like, he had like a satchel on his leg because he needed like more storage for something. Okay. He keeps adding stuff to his suit. I didn't, I did not notice mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So by the end of the movie, he has more He's, equipment attached to oh himself. My, next time I watch this, I'm definitely going to look mm -hmm. at that because I did not notice mm -hmm. that at all. Cause Good he gets, eye. yeah, he gets like stabbed. So his armor is like a little more, like he has a little more armor coating. He has like a, I don't know what he has in that satchel, but it's like strapped to his leg and it wasn't there before. He adds more stuff to that. I like how they made his bat signal functional. Yeah. I was like, so here's what I thought. You heard the rumor that like he melded that out of like the gun that killed his parents or whatever, right? No. Where so was that this? was like the theory that was going around before the movie came See, out. See, before the movie, I avoided all social media like a month leading up like anything Batman like scrolled right past uh -huh. I just want I did not like I saw the two previews that was it I didn't even see the last preview because I, I just wanted as little going into this as possible so I can fully enjoy it fresh well it, it, his armor is really scratched up because clearly he's using it right yeah so people are theorizing that he melded that gun into his symbol and that's what their theory was that's bullshit how did he get the gun all I know is that's what the theory was. So whatever. I had it in the back of my head. I knew that that wasn't what it was, but I was like, he has like this weapon he takes out, but he kind of drops it in the water at the end. And I'm like, is he going to come out without that symbol on there? Cause it's, it's black and the rest of his armor is like kind of lighter color. I'm like, but when it's not on him, it's light underneath. I'm like, is this like going to be the turning point? And he's going to have like the white from inside, like a th uh, symbolism. Nope. He puts it back on. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, but that is cool. But I'm like, he going to drop that someday. <laughs> like then he's going to have to have the belt for that one. Now he's like, I have more batterings or whatever. I liked it. I like that. He had that utility knife. That's just yeah, that cool. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the third act? Like the whole, like the big, like uh, Gotham Square Garden scene, like with the the, the, the Riddler's Endgame, how they tied it up. There's a couple of things I didn't like about it. One was like, when did we learn that Gotham City was underwater? Yeah. Like, okay. So even if this is like Manhattan, mm -hmm. they have like no, a 40 foot wall. There's no seawall. I mean, yeah, there's no seawall blocking out the rivers. Like mm -hmm. the, the, the island, it's an island. Yeah. Like, how is it below water? Like, it that's just not a thing. No city is going to be built right. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, God forbid there's a, a high, like, full moon out, the city's going to yeah. flood yeah. on high tide. That just, I don't get it. That was weird. Yeah, th that bothered me. So I'm like, well, we didn't learn why that existed. And two, that's incredibly poor city planning. Yeah. But, so I thought that was weird. I, this isn't really Riddler's plan, but I did not like... That Catwoman had to save Batman when he was hanging off the rafter there. Ooh, that's what I wanted to bring up. What did you think of Bat of Super Batman? <laughs> Where he can take when all he those bullets? No. no. Oh, when, <laughs> when he, he basically injects himself. Now, did he inject himself with vet with uh, adrenaline, uh -huh. or did he inject himself with uh, Bane's venom? See, that's what. I so that's what I think they wanted us to think. Like they want us to speculate that it's a bait and switch. Because doesn't Batman in the comic? at one point use venom and it like messes them up. I don't, I don't know. Possibly. Okay. Um, I think I remember reading that he, uh, he thought that it would make him a better Batman using light amounts of venom, but it didn't make him better. It just <laughs> made him like crazier. So he doesn't obviously use it. If that's what that is, it could explain like the pure aggression that he had like right away, but also adrenaline would make you like, he's very aggressive already. It's probably just adrenaline. Yeah, that's what I'm, but it was green. Yeah, so it was be, like glowing. I like the fact that they could make it into venom if they really wanted to. True. You know, they, it's they, they didn't say so it's perfect. But it was cool how they he like opened up the Yeah, he suits, had like a specific and he had spot. A side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was like that's smart. First, um, and another thing, like if you're like if you're a villain, like how did yeah, Batman's suit is bulletproof, but all these guns, like the automatic, like how did one bullet not hit him in the face? 
Yeah. Like you get shot in the face. He's that's it. <laughs> well, they're maybe they only want to aim at his chest. Yeah. He's got that. Well, that was the whole symbol. idea of the mm-hmm. bat symbol to mm-hmm. begin with. It gave criminals a target mm-hmm. like the bright yellow. That was his rationale for having a big yellow. Yeah. Bat so that symbol. they would aim there. Um, yeah. I think he's a little too bulletproof in this, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I really loved the, the opening, like the, when he's, uh, going after the face painted gang. So and those then, aren't like Joker people. Those are just a face. No, that was just a, a gang. That was like a gang initiation ritual. That okay. He was breaking up. And then the, uh, the elevator, when he's coming out of the elevator with all the, like you, all you see is the, when someone shoots a gun, that's when it lights up. Mm-hmm. It was just, I just love that. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. All of the scenes where he does like Batman action. I really liked, except for at the end when he's in the, like the Madison square grant garden thing. Um, because he recklessly jumps down there off of the top to stop these people, which is fine. But then he, the first thing he does is he falls off the edge and then he breaks open that fire extinguisher, which is super awesome. And that makes like the big smoke screen, yeah. which is super cool. At he's hanging, but then he gets knocked off and he's hanging on the ledge and he's just hanging there. And I'm, I'm like, that guy's going to shoot him. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you just hanging there? They made him hang there just so Catwoman That's can save right. him. I hate that. <laughs> I'm like, why does Catwoman have to save him? He has a grapple gun in his glove. He could just let go. He could do any sort of, he could do anything to make him. So, he, his grapple gun can repel him back to the yeah, ceiling. I was kind of thinking that like, when I was watching it the second time, I was thinking like, he's got to have a gadget to like, to get himself out of this situation. And he's just letting it happen. Like letting, yeah. like not doing anything, but yeah, I mean, they, they wanted to give Catwoman some, you know, but they, they had plenty of opportunities to make her not be the savior of Batman in that spot. I have nothing wrong with that. I just thought it was weird. It's just weird that he has to be dangling like damsel in distress style to be saved. I'm like, when would Batman ever need to be saved like that? Yeah. Just so she could go up there and then get herself damsel in distressed. <laughs> so I'm curious if I might want to look this up as we're talking. Sure. So um, the whole drip drug. Yeah. Like, is that a thing? I don't know if that's a real drug. No, I mean, in the comics. Probably not. I, I like, well, who comes up with stuff like that? What exactly are drug? Uh, yeah, I don't think it was ever in. Yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing it. Well, whatever. It was just weird. Like, well, where are they coming up with this? They like, just picked up a name. Just, they just picked just, a name for a drug. Why don't you just use heroin or something? They didn't it's want less a, confusing. They didn't want a real drug. This is a PG-13 movie, oh, and they want uh, they don't want kids to be like, look how cool drugs are. <laughs> I don't know. I, probably. It's probably because they didn't want it to be real a real drug for the rating system. Yeah, I um, guess. Because that would probably make it rated R. Because this movie is barely PG-13. I mean, there was no, no real blood, Mm -hmm. no cursing. So that's why it wasn't rated R. Like there was, it was fine not being rated R. This has a rated R cut. What? This has a rated R cut that they uh, might release. Are you sure? That's what I read. Like not to like the theater or whatever, but like. There's no reason for it. Um, I guess it's longer and more violent, <laughs> but yeah. Well, then me, yeah. I mean, I'm I was fine with this. Yeah, I thought this was there was nothing wrong with this movie in the sense of the way that it was portrayed. Or you don't need a rated R. It's not like Deadpool where you have to have rated R. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, let's talk about the ending now. Okay, yeah, I was just going there. So, like, I really liked how, like, because so you brought up earlier how, um. You know, he's he doesn't care about anybody else, like what anybody thinks. He's uh, like just wants to scare scare Gotham into stopping crime. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like that's his thing. And then the end, like, really showed like it showed Batman what he needs to do to mm-hmm. save the city. You know, but like they were afraid of him. Like, yeah. They kind of like were hesitant to take his hand in the very end. Yeah. And then you get the exact opposite. Not two minutes later, 
when the kid is going on the helicopter and he won't let go mm-hmm. of the bat. So it's like afraid to take his hand, then won't let go of his hand. And they even show it at the beginning when he's saving that man in the subway. He's yeah. like, don't hurt me or whatever. Like, yeah. cause everyone is scared of him at that point. Um, and then, yeah, they show him like in the city, like trying to repair the stuff, you know, walking around, helping people. It's like, they really did a good job of him go uh, for, Bruce Wayne realized like going from vigilante to savior yeah. of the city, mm-hmm. you know, like you, that, like a true hero, exactly. not just like a man, like literally a vigilante to like a hero, you know, like you really see Batman learn. That's what I movie. really liked about this movie is you see growth. Like you don't see certain characters grow in movies. Cause like that they're so struck in stuck in structure, but for a Batman movie, and you're going to start him early. This is the perfect way to grow him as a character sure. into the Batman that we want him to be. Like what we see normally in comic books and stuff. Like he does help people. Maybe he's grim and gruesome about it. Like he doesn't really it seem like he wants to. But like. Like you did see parts of 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 a, a Bruce Wayne growth in Batman begins, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near this level. Like it's, it's more just like him, like learning what he, like how to be a Batman as opposed to growth as the Batman. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You, you get the difference. Mm-hmm. So funnily enough, this movie did the exact thing that I wanted justice league to do and all other superhero movies. And that we talked about in length on our justice league post- podcast. Remind me. Um, me and Hemke were saying that uh, they don't show people saving anybody anymore. Oh, okay. This movie does. He goes and helps that kid. helps those people in the collapse, the like flooding uh, sure. arena. And then at the end, he's out there helping them after during the aftermath of the whole thing. Sure. They're not going and having pizza or whatever like, <laughs> like Marvel did in that Eating one shawarma? movie. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, this, I like that. You can see like, Yes, they're trying to stop the villains, but at the same time, they are here to help the people that are living this experience. And I think more movies should do that, even if it is just a, like, even if it's just like a little taste, yeah. you know, and it's not Superman flying over like people flooded and praying to him. I don't like that. <laughs> I want like actual saving. So let's let's project forward into like a potential sequel. Sure. So this movie was purely. Like it's a true detective story, you know, with some action sprinkled in here. But this was like a, a detective. This is like a thriller, mm-hmm. like in the vein of of Seven. Yeah, like, like Seven is like the perfect analogy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So where do they go from here in a sequel? Like, do you want more of the same, but maybe more action? Like, what? Where do they go? Depends on what villain they pick. But you can still do a detective, like mm-hmm. you know, like so. Let's say it is a, a it is like a a hush. Where- See, I think hush would work well in the same vein because doesn't hush like take over Bruce Wayne, like take his face and like take over? I can't remember. Like, yeah, and then Batman's like missing, like the real Batman. So like that's a story. That's that's actually would be pretty good. Because mm-hmm. um, hush surgically grafts makes his face look like Bruce Wayne and like takes over as Bruce Wayne. And that's like what happens kind of, uh, what that, would you, go ahead. that'd be interesting. But like, if it's like a, if it's like a killer croc, there won't be much detective work in a killer croc no. movie. What about I, I, what I would like to see is a, a good grounded take on poison. Ivy poison. Ivy would be fun. Like, yeah. But I mean, poison Ivy, the problem with poison Ivy is that there's a lot of, I'm not going to say magic, but mm-hmm. if she can control plants, like that's weird. Like they would, they would have to ground it somehow where instead of her mentally controlling the plants, like maybe chemically controlling them. Well, I don't even think it needs to be grounded. Uh, the character, the villains in this movie aren't magical villains. It doesn't mean that it can't but that's what poison them. Ivy is like the Riddler w- is in no way ever like magical. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have powers. Poison Ivy clearly has powers of con- controlling plants. So there's nothing in this movie that says that they can't, there can't be powered villains. True. But I wouldn't want that. 
if they went there in in a sequel, that would bother me because they've clearly grounded this movie. True. Well, they could dumb her powers down to like she can't make like a giant Venus flytrap or whatever, but well, she could like. Well, that's I don't what I'm know. saying. Chem- like she can control them, but in a more realistic way. Sure. Like you know, chemically. I trust whoever's making this movie, and if they make the next one, if they put like a magical person in this, that they could make it believable. Regardless of how they make it work, I could see it working in this um, world. Yeah. You know, like, because like Bane and uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I I could see his uh, his way that he powered up and all that stuff because he was just a muscly man. Yeah. But like, yeah, chemically, like if they had Bane in the next one, he would be using Venom probably. And it would I don't be, want uh, Bane. I don't want Bane either. I want I want a fresh character, somebody yeah. that isn't in the movies all the time. They can give me. I'll take a Mister Freeze. I'll take Mister Freeze would be perfect. Yeah. that would be a perfect detective movie too. Like, why? Like, just have him be doing things. Like, because what movie was it? No, that was Batman and Robin, right? He's trying to steal his big dumb diamond or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like the Batman Sub Zero, uh, cart comic book or cartoon, the movie, yeah. Like, Mr. Freeze alone is a very interesting character. What's interesting about this movie we just watched is this is a Batman centric movie and every other one is more villain focused. True. And seeing how Batman would get to these villains that are doing whatever and figuring out who they are to find them would be interesting. So like if he knows that Mr. Freeze is this crazy guy and like a fish helmet or whatever, and he's freezing stuff but he doesn't know where he is or how to like what's his ultimate goal i mean they could detective that true there's nothing to just fly in and punch him yeah so i would take a mr freeze poison ivy hush would mm-hmm. be good um I'm, i don't think we're ready for a robin yet not no, as a villain just in not. general no robin a lot of people want to see a robin maybe the beginnings of a like maybe you can see him take in at maybe at the end yeah, yeah. he's too young robin and then this, the Robin would have to be like actual like teenage kid Robin or like you know what I mean it can't yeah. be no agreed. it can't be like uh, like Chris O'Donnell yes <laughs> you like know I'm thirty five Robin yeah. <laughs> I'm as old as Batman like oh we're buddies we went to college together like no um, I don't know I just don't want it to be the Joker or Bane I mean if they honestly if they wind up doing the Joker obviously like I, I wouldn't mind. Um, I, I would like to see others be explored. Maybe it'd be the penguin. <laughs> I mean, if if I had to guess, I would feel like the Joker is going to be part of a sequel in mm-hmm. some in some way, shape, or form. Even like if maybe, it's a small like, like cool. it could be just pulling the strings from behind. You know, mm-hmm. like who knows? But it's not. He won't be the center of attention. The Joker doesn't have like an alternate identity, right? No. Well. The Red Hood Hood is kind of, but it wouldn't, you won't see that. It wouldn't work in this. Exactly. The Red Hood happens before he becomes the Joker. Okay. And he's already in jail as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's scarred. Hmm. I love the look. I didn't really get a good look at his face. Well, you don't, you don't, but you can kind of like extrapolate what he looks like. He's like totally like not the, not like. Heath Ledger Joker scarred, mm-hmm. but it's like a like you see teeth through the side of his like mouth. Melina and uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I uh, there's a comic out. I think it's it's just called Joker by uh, Lee Bermijo. I think is how you pronounce his name. And the cover art for that Joker reminded me of what I saw in this, of what I could see in this movie. So I, I kind of wish it wasn't as grounded as it is. Just so we could have some more fantastical things, but I don't know. I don't. It'll I don't ruin know. it. I'm telling you, it'll ruin it. I, it might. I just uh, whatever they do, I, I I look forward to it. This is the most look forward to Batman series that I've had, and since since uh, Dark Knight, sure, <laughs> really, I agreed. Like other ones, I'm like, yeah, I love Batman, so I'll go. But I I didn't. I wasn't excited for the next one after I saw what they did, you know, when I saw the dark Knight, I literally camped out from, I would say three o'clock until midnight, like three o'clock in the afternoon until midnight. I was the first person in 
like waiting online. <laughs> nice. That's how much I was looking forward to the Dark Knight. I didn't have to do that for this for the the uh, Dark Knight Rises because I had like tickets to they did like all three uh-huh. like a marathon. Mm-hmm. So not really everyone had that. So I was I didn't have to wait. <laughs> but and the sad thing about this one is that people it's not selling out, so you don't even have to camp out. True. I mean, it was sold out when I saw it. Like, uh, the showing that I went to see sold out in like 15 minutes. Oh, that's good. It was the well, IMAX. Oh, you went to IMAX. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would go to that if I could. Um, I'm very happy with how it did financially. Like, it, it's, it's more than justifying a new franchise. Yes. Like, they know they have a hit on their hands. And I hope they learned the lesson that they should learn that maybe they should let people make a movie. <laughs> yeah. A good movie. All I right. mean, th- wait, just one last thing. Sure. Um. F- oh yeah. So you 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 brought up like you know I don't I wouldn't mind a fantastical element. We this, the good thing about the only good thing that came out of the Zack Snyder verse is we have that. True. Like we're gonna get the Flash with two Batmans. So that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about Batman fatigue. If they do something stupid and Flash this Batman into that universe, they it, won't. They better not. They won't. I they, mean, I think they better the, not. I, I I mean they might I mean I'm not gonna say they it's impossible, but they would be stupid. It's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, they're not always yeah. making running out cylinders with uh their choices, you know. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I need it to be I I can't have this be ruined. <laughs> I don't want it to be ruined. <laughs> I, mean, I agreed. Do you have any other um thoughts before we go into the segments of the show? Just that I this I I, I haven't seen a movie twice in a movie theater. For a long time, and I saw this one twice. Yeah, if I was wasn't so busy, I would have went to it again. Like I had, I'm like, it just takes two. It's a long movie, so I just didn't have the time to go to a three hour movie. And uh, but if I did have the time, I would have went. I would have went again yesterday, but I didn't have time. Gotcha. So I'm like, ah, oh, because I was like, <laughs> ugh. But um, yeah, I recommend it. So let's go into the segments. Um, I'm the first one is would it be better with Michael Sarah? So you have to pick somebody in the movie to replace with Michael yeah. Sarah. So I was thinking about this. Um, I w- I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Sarah as Carmine Falcone. Dang it! No, you were, you were gonna say, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Well, you know what they say, Mike. Great minds think alike. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, he would have been great. One, because he's like the same age as Kravitz, so it'd be really <laughs> funny if it was her dad. Um, I, yeah, he, and he would have worked in that role weirdly, but like it would have been wrong, but right at the same time. Um, well, then I'll go with my second guess, my second choice, which was um, the Riddler. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, let do the same voice as it was until he's unmasked. And then when he's in like the cell, he's just like, uh, uh, Batman. <laughs> I can see Michael Sarah as like Toy Man. A bat oh, like, yeah, the villain, yeah. like Toy Man villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he oh man. He could be a lot of like True. weird. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get a petition going. We'll get Toy Man in the next movie. <laughs> we could get anything, really. Is there another rich like villain? Uh at the top of my head, I can't think. Because he doesn't have like a Lex Luthor. No. I'm sure he does. I just can't think off the top. I mean, yeah, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. He's rich. That's true. I was like, Ra's al Ghul would probably be good, but not maybe. Because it's like he has already been done. Yeah. And then his kid has already been done. Maybe. Yeah, he was in two movies already, kind Mm -hmm. of. I could use, I could, I kind of want a Scarecrow. He's been been in three movies. I know, but I they're like not. Him. I like him too. I agree. I can see Michael Sarah as Scarecrow easily. He would. Be, oh, he would in fact, I would, I'm going back on my toy man. He would make a great Scarecrow. And I think in this world, if he could make, because if Batman's whole thing was fear, and now that he's trying to get out of being only fear, and then making everybody like only scared of him, and like because they're getting chemically like dosed by fear gas or whatever. I think that'd be interesting. I can tell you with a good amount of certainty, that's the one villain they're not going to have. You, we might get Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. like, you know, because the DA got killed in this one. Mm-hmm. We might see a Harvey Dent, but we will not see a Scarecrow only because he's been in three, True. the three prior solo Batman movies. That's my oh, only reason. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. He's a good villain. 
And he's he like is. a grounded villain with like a his thing is actually not magic. It's uh, chemicals. Yeah. That's probably why he's in all those ones. <laughs> because yep. it's easy to use them. I he's didn't, al- he's I, also friends with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I didn't think they did him justice in those movies. That first, the Batman Begins. Okay. I, I didn't, I think he got defeated way too easily. And I think that they didn't. They should have had him just be the taste main villain. of your own medicine, doctor. Yeah, should have <laughs> been the main villain, not like the side villain that gets charioted in the horse flamed or whatever. Yeah. Happened to him. <laughs> whatever. This isn't the. I get it. This isn't the um the sad of all the <laughs> scarecrow movie. <laughs> um, so you said Falcone, I said the Riddler. The, the Riddler, perfect. What was your um MVP, the most valuable player in this? <sighs> God, there's so many. Uh, honestly, I, I I'm gonna say Robert Pattinson. Yeah, like he he pulled this off. Like people are joking around, like he's the emo Batman. But you know what? Batman is emo. Yeah, <laughs> he even had like the makeup on. Yeah, you know? yeah, he did pull this off. I believed everything he did. I even liked that he was using like his normal voice. Like I'm like yeah like. His voice was a little soft for what I would expect a man that looked like Batman to look like. But, like, yeah, but that's how he talks. He's not doing, like, a fake gruff voice. Yeah. And, and that- a, a close a close second was Jeffrey Wright. Like, I really liked him. Like, he was subtle at other points. But, like, then, like, he, there were times, like, he would yell and, like, get, mm-hmm. at, get like, really uh, emotional. And, and it, it resonated more because of that. I just really – I thought he was great. Like better than Gary Oldman, but and I and that's mm-hmm. saying a lot because I loved Gary Oldman's, you know, I like the escape scene. Yeah, uh, when he punches he, him in the face, yeah. that was awesome. And that's like the only joke in the movie. Yeah, and he's like, "You could have pulled that punch." He's like, I did pull my punch. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my friend had to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, "Don't go, just wait." In that scene, because I want him to see the, yeah, the. And okay, so then the other thing that made me laugh in this movie, and I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but it made me think of 1960s Batman. He hooks himself onto the wall and then runs, it down, runs the down side. I thought that was the funniest thing on earth. And I, I agree it. with you. It put I the first thing that came to my mind was Adam West Batman. Hundred uh-huh. percent. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, everything about how dumb this looks is my favorite thing ever. Like there was just enough humor in there to like satisfy mm-hmm. me. Like when bat like when Batman goes, no guns. And he's like, that's your thing, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it, it. it. That was great. Yes, yes. This movie is funny in the unobtrusive way. Yeah. Like how you be- – believable. These people are believable. Yeah. Um, My MVP is going to be the Penguin um, because our Pats would have been number one uh, just because, yeah, you can't like this movie and not go – his performance is amazing, right? Yeah. Um, I like the Penguin because it was like – you can see a developing character there and the fact that like, that's one of my favorite actors and you can't even tell it's him and everything he's doing. And he's kind of funny. And he, he basically tells them they're stupid. Yeah. And he's like, are you dumb? Like, this is whatever. Like, <laughs> more than one thing has wings, you idiots. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, that's funny. And they just leave him to like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I like this. I really like the penguin in this. Um, just for the like the portrayal alone was good. It was no Danny DeVito. <laughs> no. But um Danny DeVito is a little hard to top. Yeah. Especially that penguin. <laughs> I know, which is upsetting because that movie's not very good. No. Um least favorite character. This might be hard. Least favorite? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this is hard. Um hmm. Racking my brain. Yeah. I'm going to say the new mayor. Yeah, I can see that, but she is such a, I mean, very, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. She's very nothing in this movie, but yeah. what she is doing, she like schmoozes up to Bruce Wayne instantly. When she, that her political opponent dies, she smoozes up to him to try to get him to give him her money. And I'm like, you're just going to fall into the same cracks that these people have fallen into because you're going to be corrupt too. If you aren't already. And I didn't like her. (laughs) God, this is really tough. Like I just loved every performance. It's hard to, 
the other part of this is you can not like them because you hated them, even though they were great. You just like, they're like, they're awful. <laughs> like in this movie, they just are awful people, <laughs> you know? What do you mean? Like the character? So the characters, ter- like you hate them because like, like in seven, you can hate uh, Kevin Spacey because that character is genuinely evil. Yeah, no, I get it. I just, <sighs> oh my God. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'll tell you what I didn't like. Kind of bothered me. <laughs> I got this. So one of the cops, like the there's a lieutenant who talks like this, like he's out of, he's he came out of the Godfather movie. Yeah. Like you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Like he bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that, it's like he's in the wrong movie. He should be in a Godfather. That one cop that was in it for two minutes and then gets like killed, right? No. Who was he? No, this the guy I'm talking about was. No, I know co- you're talking about a different guy. Oh. Was that the commissioner's boss? Oh, the, the, that's yeah. That no, that's the commissioner. The commissioner dies. So Gordon isn't the commissioner. No, yet. Gordon's okay. a lieutenant, I think, or or yeah, he's Lieutenant oh, okay. Gordon. Okay, okay, yeah. perfect. I was like, I can't remember who that guy was. But okay, <laughs> um, perfect. He could be there too. Is like the least favorite character. He bothered me. He was useless. Yeah, but the other lieutenant. There, whoever he was, whatever he, his character was in more of the movie, so there was more opportunities for me to not like him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. What about the twins? The twins. The twins were funny. You know, the 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 they guarded the door to the club. Oh yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I see him at the yeah. twins. <laughs> they yeah. were funny. They were funny. <laughs> I like how. And he goes in with this Batman the first time and has to fight his way in. Goes in as Bruce Wayne and is just like, you know let who I am. And they let him in, and they're like. You're Bruce Wayne. I might want to change my Michael Cena answer. Like, imagine Michael Cena playing the twins. You have two Michael Cena. Just two Michael Cena. <laughs> Michael Sarah, yeah. <clears throat> just, yeah. Just Batman just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, so now it's just, uh, would you recommend this or would you burn it down and leave? Oh, my. Uh, yeah. I would 100% not only recommend, I would pay people to see it. <laughs> well, you better hold up. Yeah, on right. <laughs> Um, Actually, I wouldn't. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, yeah. I get what you mean. I wholeheartedly recommend this movie. This is like I. This is one of my favorite movies in a long time. Yeah, I I agree. I recommend this one hundred percent. It is. It's a long one, so if you're one of those people that don't like long movies, I think it will hold your attention for the most part for the almost the whole thing. Uh, I think it's interesting enough, even if you're not like a superhero person, like it's more of a detective movie. Like it's, it's a great movie for all crime people. Like people like, like crime dramas. I think this would be a good movie to watch. So I think it's good. Like if it wasn't for the final act, I could recommend this movie to my parents. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the final act, you know, turns it into a a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of not the same thing, but you know, if it ended where they arrested the Riddler or whatever, then yeah. it would probably be yeah, a little better. And then Law and Order's like, <laughs> yeah. song comes on. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so two recommends. That's rare. <laughs> so good thing. Um, didn't we all recommend Wonder Woman? No, we didn't. I hated 1984. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, and Justice League was the same. And me and you recommended Justice League. And Hemke did didn't. not. <laughs> um, so do you have anything you want to plug? Um, life. Nice. Plug in life. Heck yeah. Um, Live, laugh, love. Oh, do you have one of those in here? No. (laughs) Good. I didn't think you were a (laughs) middle-aged woman. (laughs) No, that's eat, pray, love. Oh, that's a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, So you know where to find us. Um, Burn it down and leave. Tell all your friends. Leave a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews help us out tremendously it makes us know what you like and what you don't like and helps us get some uh, more listeners so uh we will um see you next time we don't have a movie in mind just yet but uh hopefully we can have brad on again well we got the, well actually no they just delayed the flash and all those movies so we don't have that coming up soon well we'll see i i have some of my thoughts and we'll see if they can work out but uh we'll keep you updated all right everybody you thank can't. you, Mike, for inviting me on the podcast. I had a good time. Thank you for letting me do it at your house here. Of course. My <laughs> uh, pleasure. All right, everybody. Have a good life. Bye.